You're listening to the Intimacy Uncovered podcast, where we discuss intimacy, romance, foreplay, and sex positive topics with your hosts, Ryan Whitfield and Lex Harris. Let's go, let's go. Welcome uh, to the Intimacy Uncovered podcast show. I'm Ryan. I'm Lex. We're back at it, people. Yes, welcome back to the podcast show where we talk about everything under the sun. Everything under the sun. Relatable to sex, intimacy, romance, mm-hmm. dating. You name it, we claim it. That's right. <laughs> so, listen, we've been doing a podcast after podcast after podcast, Lex. Yes. And the feedback has been phenomenal. So, first, before we even go on, we want to thank everybody for all the positive feedback. It's Absolutely. been amazing. You know, this book mm-hmm. that we have coming out pretty soon is still on pre-release at Amazon.com. That's so right. So, be sure Grab to check copy. it out. Grab your copy. Take advantage of those prices. Yes, so. it is definitely on uh, sale right now yes. on pre-release. So make sure you go do that. But Lex, uh, one of the things that I want to just jump right into is these topics that we've been covering have been adding so much value to people. You know, they've been giving feedback and sharing their stories and things like that. So um, it's been one of the things that for me mm-hmm. has been like a fulfillment because, you know, when we first started this, you know, we didn't really know where this was going in regards to, you know, doing the podcast and stuff like that. We knew what we wanted to do with the book, but the podcast was like a bonus. That's so true. It really was. And I mean, I think it's really been helpful and useful, you know, for people to really understand the perspective of the book and the different types of intimacy and how that plays a role in the dating and relationships. So you're absolutely right, Ryan. You hit the nail on the head with that one. And one of the things that I I definitely want to, you know, share with people is that people ask me, like, you know, what kind of book is it? So you know what I've, I've come to terms with of, of understanding of how to explain it to them? What's that? It is a visual dialogue. A visual dialogue. Yes, it's a visual dialogue. It's, it's me mm-hmm. and you having a conversation with anyone that partakes in and getting the book. It's just us having a one-on-one conversation with you in a visual format, meaning that there's pictures, there's imagery, there's things that's going to hold your attention when it comes to, you know, the things, the topics that we right. talk about. Absolutely. It's definitely visual and um, intriguing. And it's a page turner. I'm if I must say so myself. It definitely is. It definitely <laughs> is. Definitely, it's definitely a page turner. Definitely a page turner. Yeah, it's definitely a page turner. So it's, if you guys have been following us on Instagram or on any of the other social media platforms, you'll see some of the imagery that we have been uh, sharing with you that is, you know, it's quite provocative. That's right. Yeah, it's definitely provocative. It's definitely eye-catching. So I think that's going to be a great thing. So we got a great show up for we you sure today. Do. So we got a lot going on today, as usual. So are you ready for our rundown for the day, Ryan? I'm ready. Let's get it. All right. So we have our, you know, kind of dating budgets. What does that look like? You know, especially, especially you know, for like if, if you're newly budding relationship or dating what does that look like what is the appropriate budget and if you've been in it for a while like is it levels to this we need to find out yeah we're gonna dig into that we, we need to discuss that one also match my freak level match my freak level whoa, whoa. somebody snuck this you snuck this one <laughs> i snuck, you that snuck one this one on you. Yeah. i don't remember this one being yeah. yep. <laughs> part of our topic today i'm dead yes. i'm trying to raise some eyebrows <laughs> yeah and you raised mine oh no problem and then we have 
our dating story that someone submitted. You guys have been so awesome and consistent with this. Please keep it up. We love hearing from you. And you can definitely DM us yes, on DM Intimacy us Uncovered. Yes, if they're DM. longer, you can email us at Intimacy Uncovered. Yep. And if yep, if you want to be anonymous, yes. you can do the email. But if you want to just DM DM us on uh, Intimacy Uncovered. Yeah, uh, and we can still make it anonymous there too. Yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. We can do that. So let me tell you, this story is called Business and Pleasure. All right. Can you believe that, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I've heard, heard that before. Business and Pleasure. So often people have tried to, uh, you know, mix these two. So this one should be really interesting for everyone because I think it's a common theme that comes up. So stay tuned, guys. We have a lot going on. All right, guys. So we're back and we're going right into it with our dating Budgets, Ryan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, this, it, 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 you know, it pays to play, right? It pays to play. <laughs> the reason why I think this topic is so relevant uh-huh. right now is because the dating scene has definitely changed. It mm-hmm. definitely has. Like, so when you meet somebody or you meet multiple people, yes, uh, you even meet them in person or you meet them online. You know, you got to determine how do you play out getting to know different people. That's true. You know, you definitely do. I mean, I think that you know. You have to go into it with some sort of method, right? Because otherwise, like with the online dating, you know, with the chance encounters that you have, meeting people just out, it gets expensive. That shit became a bill. <laughs> I'm, I'm so really serious. You really have to make your own budget for that. Listen, I literally looked at the. I looked back and said, "This is a bill." Yeah, <laughs> I'm for real. It was it was like a mortgage. It was like for, it, was like I, I, it was like a mortgage. Oh, it was, uh, so how many dates were you having there, Ryan? It was like a I, mortgage, buddy. Yeah, it was it was quite a few. You that, know? That's true. I guess it, at that moment, I, I was feeling kind of free. I was <laughs> like, let me just get out here and see what's out here. See what's happening. Then man. when I seen a mortgage payment for all the bills I had, I, said, I was like, look, somebody might have to move. Like, let me good. let me slow this down. Yeah, we're gonna slow this down. <laughs> but you know what? It wasn't it wasn't necessarily about that. I'm gonna tell you what I learned from that, right? Yeah. And this right. is why I really think this topic. Is like very relevant. Mm-hmm. It's not the amount of money you spend on a date. Okay. I really feel that it's more about the connection you make when you meet that person. Oh. And the more so- immediate you you find that connection, the more value that it is to the dates. And the reason why I say that mm-hmm. is, let's say, for instance, you go out. Well, you go out on a date with someone. Okay. And you decide that you want to impress them and you want to take them to. You know this expensive restaurant, and let's say it doesn't hit off, mm-hmm. then it's a poor investment. Okay. So the reason why I feel like the dating budget is important mm-hmm. is that if I can have fun with you, I can connect with you for a minimum amount of investment, then I feel like I'm ready to come back and double down on that investment. Okay, and that makes sense when you put it in that context. Yeah, it's an investment. It is an investment, and so, I, I think that people need to. Kind of be able to frame this in the context of the five different types of intimacy that we talk about, right? So this would essentially be financial intimacy, right? That's true. That yeah. Financial and experiential. And experiential. You're right. It is coupled into both. And with, so with that being said, you're absolutely right. Because if you're trying to get an idea of, you know, whether or not this person is for me if, as I'm out here dating, you know, you're absolutely right. It pays. Uh, it plays a big, or has a big impact, rather. But let me let me say this. I think females look at it a different way. Okay. I How think so? fe- I think females look at it in a way where they really don't give a damn. They really like listen. You even gonna take me out, make me feel special. Well, you say we don't give a damn. We give a damn about to. the budget. Is uh, what I'm saying is that when you meet women, they're not like, hey, listen, I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna 
tap into your your budget or your pockets. They're like, I want to go. Listen, the first thing they're like, you're going to take me out. We're going to have some damn fun. We're going to yeah, do Yeah, women definitely want to go out and have fun. And you're right. I think it's more for us about the creativity and thoughtfulness that you put into something. I mean, I, could, I, I get that. Which but, doesn't have to cost, right? Right. No, but I'm saying I get that. And the biggest thing I was going to say is that most women are avoiding the come over my house or uh, I come over your house. Absolutely. And I get that. I get that. But the biggest thing is just trying to connect. So you got to find things to connect with. And I'm always big on this. I'm big on doing things that are more outdoor, more things where, you know, we can interact with. I'm, I'm really, I'm nearly not falling on the, the damn same dates of going to movies, going right. to eat. We, you talked about this in the first yeah, podcast. I talk, yeah, I talked about yeah. this before, but I got to reiterate, like, this This is something that you have to do. You have to go do something that makes you interact. If not, then it's almost like the value of dating that's right. You know, I actually read this funny meme the other day, which was so accurate. It said that you cannot PSA texting someone every day. What you doing is not like building any type of <laughs> rapport or I don't know interest. what that's. I don't know what that's about. That's I'm, so true. I'm you know, serious. you got to get up and get out and do certain things. And you're right, Ryan. Like, there's a lot of different things that can be done, especially in a city like DC. You know, DC, New you know, York. New York. You know, what I mean, we're based here in DC. That. There's a lot of things you can just do, you know, um, that are free and that are fun. For me, mm-hmm. I like I'm, I'm a, I like to go to a museum. I'm a, I like to go to different parks, different locations. Yes. Anything that's this that I, it's it's all about just me just trying to get to know who that person is. Absolutely. And if I can get to know who you are for free, I'm willing to invest more and more and more. That's so true. Do you think women think of it in that term, like that there's an investment, or do you think they think of it as I'm really trying to see what this guy's about. You know what? I think it depends on what type of woman it is. You know what I mean? Because we can't really, I can't couple all women and say that, you know, we all necessarily kind of move to this method of thinking. I think that if it's more of a woman of substance, then she'll, she can kind of understand that like, okay, you know what? This is an online dating situation or we just met, you know, he is making an effort to try to get us out there to do various things. Let's not focus on exactly how much, you know, this date is costing or, you know, what it is that um, he's spending more so just about the effort that he's taking to put this whole outing together versus someone else who may be in a different place. You know what I mean? Who may who may be a little more shallow. I'm going to say it, okay. you know, and and really uh, those things become more important to that person about the price tag of everything. Like I told you before yeah. in previous in a previous podcast, mm-hmm. Boomerang played a big part with me. So I'm very I'm very detailed, seriously, when it comes to my dates. Like yes. I really am. So I'm kind of really I'm putting dates together based on that person. Okay. So I'm listening. I'm trying to understand exactly who they are, what they're about, uh, what they like, what so they try to do. So do you be do. like off your hitch type scenarios? I mean, you could throw hitch in there too. I mean, I I, I possess a I can say I possess a little hitch. Well, I mean, Will Smith, yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a listen. Those movies, I'm seriously those movies help help you understand how to kind of lay things out for a woman. Okay. You know what I mean? For me, I wanted to make sure that you know if I go out with somebody, I wanted to be a good time. I'm all about the good time. That's good. So this is something you you think about from day one, date one. Day one. Day one, I'm trying to figure out exactly what type of person this is. I mean, of course, you try to have conversations about it, and you want to try to, you know, see what this person is. So I'm asking you. Okay. This is something you think about from date one, not day one. So essentially, like, 
do you figure this out like while y'all talking on the phone you know what I mean or whatever or yeah, communicating I mean, that way and then maybe you're I'm formulating using, this date or are you taking her on a very cost effective date for the first run and then maybe the second date introducing these hitch and boomerang type techniques it all depends on the term <laughs> the vibe alright and that's if what the, it if the vibe is good and so initially uh-huh. it's plain the simple dating budget meet me here Starbucks, mm-hmm. very twenty dollars type of date. Like it's not going over twenty something dollars. It's like meet me at Starbucks or Panera Bread or for the first date. For the first date, okay. if we Fair just enough. meet, if if there's minimum vibe. If there's minimum vibe. If gotcha. there's a minimum vibe. It's levels to this. It's levels to it because right. what happens is I'm gonna tell you what happens, mm-hmm. and this is happens all the time. Women are approached by so many different men. That it's hard for them sometimes to determine who they kind of going to get their attention to. So what happens is they'll want to text you. They want to stay kind of far away from kind of really getting to know you. So by the time you get to the mm-hmm. whole, you know, let's go out, they really kind of like hesitant if they haven't given you that access to them. Okay. Well, I mean, I kind of halfway agree with that. I do. I halfway agree with that. However, women like automatically like gravitate more to the person who's really pulling their interest. So, That's true. I so mean, if you're not really pulling your interest, then you're right. You're gonna get a little, little straggling breadcrumb, like we mentioned. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> the, the previous crumb. Pack, the you know, kind of communication from them. So you're right. I mean, it's it's one of those things that look at it like this. When it comes to going out, when it comes to going on these dates, mm-hmm. you ask me about did I treat every date the same? Right. And like I said, it depends on the vibe. Now, if the vibe is good, uh-huh. then of course I'm going to go into that hitch, planning it out, trying to make just the, the small instance of, of something, no, I won't say special, but something, you know. So if the, vo- the vibe is strong, that's what you're doing. You're doing a little extra. I'm doing a little extra. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, if, if she makes me feel that way, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a little extra. But what happens is I'm really trying to Get a get a get a feel of her, mm-hmm. right? Once I get a feel of her, like I said, to determine whether or not I double down on that investment. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And I think that, you know, for people who are beyond the whole dating realm, like how does this kick in for? I guess you said if you're not if you're past the dating thing and you're in a relationship. Yeah. Okay. So let, I can talk on that too. So mm-hmm. I think a good method for, that I like to practice is I like to try to keep it consistent, like every week maybe. You know, I want to plan something out special that I say, listen, I'm still going to date you and treat you like I just met you. So, you know, I'm going to find a place that either you like or mm-hmm. somewhere new or something that I feel like we both have an interest in. Uh-huh. And I'm taking you on a date. All right. That's dope. I can, I can flow with that. You my know? girl is still my girl is still going to be the person that I want to try to date. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. I, I think it should be I like also, that from marriage all the way to date. I mean, it doesn't even matter. You should always be dating that person. Absolutely. And I want to just take an opportunity to shout out my well, You're bae. married. Yeah, you're yeah, married. Exactly. So tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me I'm what tra- goes I'm trying down. I'm to tell you. Go ahead. <laughs> trying to tell you. So I want to shout out my bae because he does those things too that you're talking about. Like, you know what shout I mean? Out to your, shout, shout out to your husband. Shout out to my hubby. You know, he definitely does those things as far as making sure he tries to take us out, you know, here and there, little special, you know, places. And it could just be spare in a moment. It could be something that was planned. And also just showing up with little you know, kind of, I appreciate you type things. Okay. Um, so I, I Kudos there. We might have to bring him on the show. I, I think, well, you know, yeah. I'm a little nervous to bring him on the oh, show. Nah, nah. No, no, no. It's going to be all good. Now, one thing that I will say is this. I, told, I talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I'm very competitive. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people say, well, 
you should you be competitive with your partner or uh-huh. whoever in the day. I'm not even competitive in that manner. It's right. not competitive against the person. Sure. I'm competitive against the relationship. Yes. Right? And let I me say and I'm gonna say why. Whoever I'm in a relationship with, mm-hmm. right? I want I wanna outdo any other relationship they went in. I want it to be the best relationship. That's 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 wonderful. Hey, I think that's a dope way of looking at it. It sure is. It it, it requires you to be more intentional and put more effort into the relationship. Yeah. So for me, I'm, that's that's just me. You know, I don't yeah. know how other guys. But to sum up this 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 topic, guys, here's my advice. Here's my take. Right. Here's, here's my my demeanor on how I kind of deal with this. Right. I would I would check the vibe mm-hmm. to see if it's worth an investment. Definitely check the vibe. If it is, I definitely would play off the. 20, 25 buck initial date. Uh-huh. That's how I would play it. And then I would invest from there. I would see what my investment is at after that. If it's a, the vibe and the connection is there, then I may double down. If not, then it's one of those things where I cut my losses early. Okay. And I mean, how how what's a fair time frame to kind of gauge this vibe, you think? I mean, I'm trying to find a vibe within the first one or two days. I mean, it shouldn't take, it doesn't take that long. But I mean, okay, so even before we get to the actual date, like if we're talking to this person or trying to communicate with this person. You know what? The, see, now that's tricky. And I'm going to tell you why. Because yeah. y'all females have a way of, Whoa. no, I'm, I had to put y'all out Whoa. there and you can reverse it in if you want. Uh, I sure will in a few minutes. Go ahead. But some females will, they'll give off one vibe mm-hmm. and then when you get in person, it'll be a total different person. That, you know why? that pisses me off. I'm serious. <laughs> that really pisses me off. It doesn't happen to me that often, but when it has, it pisses me off because what happens, you have somebody that's super fun and outgoing, uh-huh. and then they get in person, they like shy, like they've never been outside before. I'm like, why the hell did you even want to come out? He <laughs> said like they should, like never. I'm outside so before. serious, like, and and these are like grown women. I'm like, listen, this is this doesn't make any, this makes no sense. I mean, well, it could be two options, you know, and I'm I'm just gonna sit, just throw this out there. Number one. You know, maybe when she was talking to you, she felt comfortable, you know, because she, you weren't necessarily in front of her. And then when you got that opportunity to kind of be in front of her, maybe just her anxiety is kicked up a little bit because she's like... Oh, so she needs anxiety pills. No, she don't need anxiety pills. And don't, like, I mean, she's just like, wow, I'm really like, this person is really kind of in front of me. I'm really excited about this, you know, hanging out with him. Well, things have changed But I'm now. nervous. Well, huh? things have changed now. So, so guys do that too. No, but things have changed mm-hmm. now. Let me say this. So we went from before it being where it was an initial conversation on the phone or by text. Right. But since this whole, you know. You're right. Internet creep thing has, you know, been on, you know, been on the, internet I guess the cusp. <laughs> yeah, it increased. Uh, most women are either saying let's, let's FaceTime or let's, let's mm-hmm. see each other on Snapchat or something like that. So you kind of get a vibe of who that person is kind of like you do but to, in, in all honesty it's nothing like being in, with someone in person I totally it's still agree. different I so totally it's still agree. different so you still have that level of anxiousness or just like okay you know this is the first time it is a level of awkwardness the first time I always throw out the first time in all honesty like first date back when I was on the scene anyway like the first date or you know it. you gotta work through those awkward kinks that's normal well, you know what? Uh-huh. I try to work through those before I even get on the first date. But see, that's your problem. Because no, that's right. my problem. <laughs> you know, I had a problem. I'm just teasing you. Okay. No, because it's again, we just said it's not like when you're actually in front of the person. Like it's different. It's a different. It's levels to this, right? We I, just I, I, I get that, but I'm saying that you can create a good vibe. That honestly, I've had it to where you can meet someone. Few texts, phone calls, little FaceTime. Mm-hmm. By the time I get in front of them, 
it's the same because I'm not changing. I'm going to be the same. You are going to be the same. But guess what? what? Every person you encounter is different. That's true. Let's remember that. That's true. Let's remember that. Guys. So, wait a minute. Hold on. Second. I ain't say my second thing. Oh, oh Second snap. thing was. Yeah, hold on, guys. Because I'm just turning this part up. Maybe she just wasn't feeling you. Like, and I'm not saying you personally, but like, you know. Oh, you wasn't feeling me, huh? <laughs> Like she was just you like, oh, told me. you could have told me oh, this. You could have told me this. He's a little shorter in person. Than oh, that's I oh, that's uh, so you're going up height now. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh, he's okay. a little, you know, okay. thinner or you know, a little larger or whatever it may be in person than I thought. You God I mean? made me how I am. <laughs> Accept me for who I am. Accept me for all of me or none of me. So I'm just saying it's possibly those two things, and of course everyone is different, so it could be more. But I I would bet money that it's one of those two things. I'm just a little nervous because I first encounter. Little working out the little kinks. Second, nah, nah, bro. You're not what I thought you were. <laughs> when, when, when we, you know, encountered each other in person, you're you're a little different than I thought you were or perceived you to be. Because even when you're skyping someone or looking on your iPhone, you can't tell their height. You can't tell like just different My things about them. My profile says I am five <laughs> such and such. <laughs> My profile says I have a lean build. Yes, I am lean. <laughs> At one time, I was I was a lean build. <laughs> I'm very toned. Yes, I am. I'm toned in my eyes. Yeah, that? see, that's what happens. See, <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. So you get what I'm saying. I get what okay. you're saying. <laughs> so listen, we're ready to take a quick break. I hope you guys gained a lot from this one because I did. This was uh, so funny. Yeah, it was so great. So we'll be right back after this brief message. And we are back. All right. So are you ready, Ryan, for our story? I am. Business and pleasure. Hmm. All right, guys. So let me jump right into it. So I've committed one of the biggest professional don'ts. I've started dating someone I've worked with. I checked the HR menu and the only mention of relationships in the workplace is that you can't be romantically involved with a supervisor or manager. And neither is the case with us. The man I've been seeing isn't my boss and I'm not his, but we do work pretty closely together on a lot of projects, which is how our relationship bloomed. We've been seeing each other for a little over a month. I'm not sure where it's going, but if we continue to date, it might be hard to continue to keep things a secret. I have lately found myself becoming jealous when some of our other colleagues flirt with him, and it drives me crazy, having to keep my mouth shut. He says he's playing along at times just to keep everyone thrown off, but I don't care for it. I have mentioned this to him twice before, and this week I caught another co-worker at his desk being overly flirtatious. He is an attractive guy. He's tall, he's dark, and handsome. I'm no J-Lo, but I definitely hold my own, i.e. nice tone build, caramel complexion, long, natural, wavy hair. We both really like each other, and I don't want to break up. We're always professional in the office, but these flirtatious heifers are really starting to get to me the closer I get to him. Am I just being insecure? Is there any way this can work? Tiffany from NY. Yes. I'm, I'm, this is why you don't mix business with pleasure. Yeah, I'm. St- I'm still. I'm still. I'm still scratching my head over the the, the use of heifer. The use of heifer. I'm I still. Love it. I'm still using yes. the word heifer. Now this is tough. The reason why I was saying that is is tough is because a lot of you spend a lot of time at work, right? Yeah. And you I do. had no listen. And I had this happen before. That's true. And I worked in New York too. And oh, it was no. funny because I met someone on the job. Yeah. So and it's hard to find re- relationships, in my opinion, too, Ryan. I don't mean to stop you in the middle of your thought. It, it is difficult, in my opinion, to find them much harder in New York. In all honesty, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you what it is. What happens is uh-huh. you spend so much time at work. Yeah. So what happens is when you find someone 
especially the works at the same company and if they do something similar to what you do you mm-hmm. like you have something in common so it's almost like spending eight to ten hours around this person or in the same building That's of true. course we're gonna coordinate for lunch you know what i mean it's, it's, a lot of time. it's so mean it's a lot of time mm-hmm. so by the time you get off it's almost like i'm good with connecting with the person that i had i mean that's how i felt i was it was it was it was convenient uh-huh yeah you're right yeah so it was definitely convenient so mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it actually was a plus okay yeah because it, it was one of those things where i knew i was gonna see this person but to, to, to go back to the story mm-hmm. i think the story has too many mixed components because uh-huh. if they're not sharing in public that they're dating or they're with someone else, I think it's going to come into a play where, you know, feelings and uh-huh. emotions and it's going to get it's a, a jealousy thing. And It is. There's a lot of variables here, you know. And I mean, I have also dated someone in a workplace before, too. I think you're right. You spend so much time at work and it's, it's natural for it to kind of unfold and unveil that way. I think that in all honesty, Tiffany, this is a situation where you really have to set those clear boundaries because it's not like a boundary issue to me and if you're feeling uncomfortable now it's only going to get worse as you continue to develop these deep feelings for him so it has to be some really firm no, they limit, just need, they, that they, they just up. need to make it public that they damn in a relationship it's you, that simple you, it's not she know, said Ryan. she said it's nothing in the HR manual unless they work in, true. unless they both working side by side in the cubicle or they in the same situation just let it be known I mean it happens listen this shit, it happens I mean you can't avoid meeting and dating uh-huh. somebody at the job now that's the difference now if y'all kissing at the cooler that's something different <laughs> I think it too depends on how long they have been doing this because like if it's been two, uh, three months, or you know what I mean, or under six months, I will hold off first. I think if it's a little, if it's been a little longer than that, then maybe you have a point there, Ryan. If if it's okay. I mean, if they carpooling, I'm, listen. At after three months, how things are going out here now, I'm pretty sure somebody is spending the night at somebody's house. So my point is, is that if they carpooling the world. You might as well go ahead and make it known because the security guy know that is that well, you in the game. I don't know about all that, but I do know this. I know that women do get very catty. You know what I mean, or whatever in the yeah, office. I get that. And so you know, the more they kind of know about something too, the you know, the uneasy or or I mean, they may pick at it. You know, and I'm not saying it's all women, but a lot of times women are that way. They're very catty. So if it's not something that or a relationship that's been kind of blossoming. So you're saying if they're just dating. Beyond three months for right now, I would just hold off right now. So you're saying if they're dating, uh-huh. keep it on the hush. I'm just saying for right now. But if they're in a full-blown committed relationship. Yes, you, if they are in a full-blown committed relationship. Six months to a year. Yes. Go okay. ahead. Well, you know what? I, I would ask one question about this. How would it impact the office or the work environment if they know that we're together? Yeah, would it be negative or would it be positive? Like if it's that's a good point. if we work like if, if it's a big building and I'm on the eighth floor and you on the second floor, I don't really think that matters. Mm-hmm. But if we're on the same news floor, travel fast. And, no, I'm, I'm just saying, huh? The news travel fast. Well, no, not even about the news. I'm saying if we really don't interact with each other, I'm saying I don't really think it matters. But I'm saying if we interact with every day, we're in the same meetings or we work cubicles beside cubicles. I think it's one of those things where it may become an office issue because, and, and I'm going to tell you why. I've had to deal with mm-hmm. people that have worked for me in a capacity where they were together. And what happens is if there's any fighting or any issues or anything like that, it causes a conflict at the workplace. 
I mean, you're absolutely right. So it's one of those things that you got to understand that if you bring your personal love life exactly. into the office, it's going to be scrutinized by people That's, all the time. This is why I'm saying don't introduce it too prematurely. You're absolutely right yeah. because of those variables. You don't want to introduce it pre- too prematurely. And you're right. If, if you're on different levels, it could add a different dynamic. But I'm not even focusing more so on whether y'all work closely together. Just the impact it will have, like you said, in the office. You brought up a good point with that. With just it getting around, you know, to, to other people and how they react to it. Sometimes it's not even the actual couple itself. It's the how other people react to it's the, the relationship. the co-workers and yeah, the colleagues. Exactly. Nah, and, the, and, and the supervisors or bosses. Yes. I mean, it, it has to be one of those things where it's... If it has zero effect on mm-hmm. the office environment, it's a win-win. Yeah. But if it has any damage to that yeah. office, you want no collateral listen, damage. You might as well just keep it on the hush. Yeah. You better off keeping it on the hush. Yeah, Tiffany. So yeah, those boundaries are important. And I agree with your feedback there, Ryan. That was that was good. You want to make sure you assessing the impact it has on the office and you guys' jobs because you need a, a you know a lot of your bills. Right. Exactly. Well, that's my two cents on the situation. Yeah, we appreciate you sharing that, Tiff. And, you know, uh, we definitely hope it works out for the best. Continue to be honest and open. So stick around. We got another hot topic coming up. So um, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be excited. Uh, <laughs> I know you're called excited. Match My Freak Level. Yeah, this so is the one you've stick been around. <laughs> stick around, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we are back. Back. Yes, we are, Ryan. And I'm ready to dive yeah, into yeah, this I'm topic. Yeah, I'm going to let you take the lead. Well, no, I want to dive to the topic because I think it's important. I mean, a lot of people are having having these issues and matching their freak level. And what happens is, I mean, just, you know, I like to sometimes come from a myself or what is it, first person standpoint. Sure. Mm-hmm. And just try to throw this out here. So, so is this, uh, are you getting candid with us? I'm getting candid. I'm getting candid. I'm getting candid. It's a real life experience that you are. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tiptoe in that. I'm a tiptoe. From? Well, no, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You, um, you know, when you meet people, the whole thing is that, of course, you want to connect and you want to find intimacy. But I think at the back of it, the back of that whole connection, you really want to make sure that that person can match you when it comes to that, that area that I think is the icing on the cake. The oh, intimacy, uh-huh. I think, is the cake. But the icing on the cake is that freak thing. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, some people... And this is what keeps it spicy. Okay. You know, this is what determines how you're going to, like, you look at that person every day. You know what I mean? Are you gonna be bored with it? Yeah, you gonna be bored with their ass and like, all right, this I I love them and and we connect and cool, but it's something that I don't know what it's that. I'm gonna tell you what it is. Mm, Please. When you watch a a a porn, Mm -hmm. right? There's a a feeling that you get. I don't know what it's called. It's 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 this. It's I want to say it's a weird feeling, but it's no, it's this feeling you get if when you watch porn. I don't know what it is, but. (laughs) If you can find and and can you pl- try to describe it so we can know what you're talking about, I'm just saying it's just a you know what it's almost I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it is. Here it is. This is the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know how you feel when you listen to a Michael Jackson song, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know how you feel when you listen to a Prince song, right? Right. Okay. You know how you you feel when you listen to let's say Beyonce song. Okay. All right. There's a hell of a difference when you hear trap music. Okay. <laughs> Do you see the difference? The trap music is is pulling out like this this vulgar side of you. So my point is, when I talk about match my freakiness, uh-huh. it's like okay. you want someone to match the vulgarness of your you know your sexuality of what you like. So you want somebody that be able to to get 
allow that dirty side that, that exactly exactly that's inhibition be exactly the, yes there the dirty go. inhibitions to be free. be free so you want somebody to be able to match that and a lot of times people don't know how to approach each other when it comes to that that's so true and you know what a lot of times people are so uptight about this you know they really you know what are. i found i'm gonna tell you what i found i found that most women here we go want to be open about their sexual dirty inhibitions mm-hmm. but there has been some guy that shamed them that shamed them and they have locked them away mm. and they need to be free be free be free be I, free i, I be am free. setting you free right here on this show right now <laughs> ladies be free you know that is a valid point right i'm so glad you brought that up that's a valid point. Yeah, so I know the that topic threw you off. The, the topic it threw you off. It did threw me off. Yeah, it you threw were cl- you off. clever. It was, you I, were I, I had to go. I one. had to go. I had to go about to sneak around this one to get to you on this <laughs> one. But no, it's, it's 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 very key though because what happens is, and I'm gonna tell you a personal experience that is very close, right? Okay. So we talk about this in the book, and the level can be let's say on a one to five, mm-hmm. right? And if a woman is at a level four. And the guy's at a level two. She's not being satisfied. Right. So when she goes and see a movie like Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. the guy has no clue how to create those moments. Right. You know why? Because what he learned was through porn. Was through porn? Yeah, he never learned how to tap into... What do you, so my, and this is why I said match. Where does a man learn how to do these things? I mean, okay, and I, I mean, I think that door can swing the the same way. I mean, for a woman too. You well, know what no, I want mean? you. So yeah. here's what I'm saying: a woman, yes, I'm saying, but the man has to create that moment. So when you see Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm saying this guy is diving into some deep, dirty inhibitions. I mean, mm-hmm. he he goes there, and she was this plain chick. But what happens is once. He opened her up. She was wide open for it. So I'm saying that in reverse, I'm saying that a lot of times women are the ones that read these books, read, see these movies, listen to okay. the music. And I'm saying they have these inhibitions, but I don't feel that men are able to give them that. And I feel like that's why I feel like the book is so key because we talk about how to approach this. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I, I think... I think you're right. They do. A lot of them just seem to kind of go from the whole porn standpoint, but the book goes a little more beyond just. I mean, we talk. Think about it. Terms. We talk about we in the book, and I'm giving you guys like literally like jewels and keys out of the book. But we talk about how to touch a man, right. how to touch a woman, right. how to ple- pleasure yourself. Right. Those three things in itself are key. They are key. Do they, you know that there are a lot of women that do not even. Touch yeah. yourself? I mean, you're Might masturbate right. at you're all. Absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. So, you you say that. I mean, I say that to say that. How do you know how to have a man please you if you don't know how to please yourself? That's true. So that's like I feel like that's like level one mm-hmm. of matching my freakiness, mm-hmm. of matching my inhibitions. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? If you don't, then it's one of those things where after a while stuff starts to die down. You're right, and it, you have to be able to be comfortable too to kind of discuss this with your you know your partner or the person that you're with and a lot of times people don't want to talk about it either or it's very awkward for them to bring up which is that is true which is interesting because you know again this is the person that you want to experience these things with but you're you know? so afraid you're afraid that they're gonna say something or feel some type of way or whatever the case may be 
And I'm saying as of today, you guys are all free. You, well, thank you for freeing everyone. <laughs> Just free I'm everybody. sure everyone is you really guys are all free. excited about being free, but you're right. And it goes back to, though, Ryan, to that ability to create that safe space and level of vulnerability so that that no judgment zone that we talk about in the book is yes, created. That's, that's key. Because that it's, no it, it's all a step, people. Like, we got to create that first, you know, before we can start diving into the, the level of freakiness. Because if I'm not able to come and have a discussion with you, you know, I'm definitely not going to share my phone. I'm definitely not yeah. going to you, try you to take you to point. my level five. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You're right about that. You no, know? it's now that's key. I I think I think more people should understand this. You got to understand the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, if you're hearing this, and I'm stopping in my tracks to rest- restate this, if you want a woman to match your freakiness, and and ladies, if you want a guy to match your freakiness, freakiness. Or your inhibitions. You got to be open and willing to be vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. That's the first step. You got to be that. Now, I know some people are like, no, nah, I don't need that. I could just tell her that, you know, I'm trying to do this and do that and <laughs> whip it here and throw the whipped cream. You, you know what? You can do that. Mm-hmm. You can do that. But I feel like that may only get you to a level three at max. Because what happens is if she's just going straight up to a, blown, a full-blown five with no vulnerability... I mean, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm right. lost and with words or not. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> she what she must is. have been a stripper, right? According she to you, might, she might. So our previous, podcast, she might be huh? more than a stripper. <laughs> she, she might be into some other stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah, she might be down. She <laughs> might, be, she might, be, she goes down to her DM. Right. Let me tell you that. So one. anyway, I mean, I think too, Ryan, that you know, people have their traumas around this, and, and and we don't take those things seriously. So when you think about that whole vulnerable piece. And being able to kind of have these pre-conversations, because it should be a pre-conversation and a post-sex conversation, you know, and it shouldn't be when you're undressing, you know, it shouldn't be when you're in the heat of the moment. See, women, see, women are not being, let these me say this. conversations should happen prior to, huh? But women are not being honest. Seriously, they're not being honest. What? In these post-sex conversations. What like, you mean they're not being honest? Women are spam feelings. They're very they're spam feelings. <laughs> um, for real. They're making, they, it's two things. They're making guys feel like they're doing something. They yeah. really are. It, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. You know what? It is kind of difficult to look someone in the eye and, you know, they really felt like they killed it and they didn't, you know. And so it's, it's hard for women. You know, you're right. Yeah. But then what happened is when you do that. But men do the same thing. You see, but not a, see the rating now. Here, here's something we're going to go back and forth on. Now, and here, then they go cheat. Well, see, let me say this. I think that. Not all men. No, not all men. Yeah. If, a, if a woman matches a man's freakiness. And, and and goes even further. Most likely, that dude is not going to cheat. Right. So, but how can she do? What I'm saying is, how can she do that if you are trying to protect her and not really kind of have those honest? See what happens. Let me tell y'all about men because you want to talk about ladies. Let me say, here we go. That's here right. Here we go. That's right. Pull your uh, headphones closer. Sheesh. So let me say this, guys. I thought the show was over. <laughs> <laughs> Women are not as fragile as you think we are. So a lot of times, hope. A lot of times y'all think that we can't handle a little kind of honesty or a little, you know, just straightforward talk. Like you guys sometimes like to tip a toe around because you feel as though we're these delicate, fragile creatures. Yes, women are a little more in tune with their emotions, a little more in tune with certain things more so than men. But we can handle feedback, you know, but, you know, we can handle that. We can't. Let me tell you that right now. We (laughs) cannot. We have a thing what's called ego. 
And if a woman says that a guy sex is whack, he's going to re- respond in one or two ways. He's going to be crushed or he's going to be very violent because she just shattered his ego. So I suggest that if you would like that guy to or you want to let that guy know his performance, what I would do is I would let him know what he was good at uh-huh. and let him know what you think he can do better to please you. That's right. And we all we go about that in detail, too, actually. And in, in the book, you're absolutely right. How to frame that conversation. How to frame that conversation. Because you got to frame you, you can't just say you whack or you, you wasn't good yeah, or you wasn't or like, this. I didn't get mine or yeah. you don't want to leave with that. No, nah, don't want to leave with that. You want to leave with what you did. What you did good. Now, if he did nothing good... That's a whole other story. That's that's one of those things where that might be. I mean, listen, a lot of women say that's a deal breaker. I mean, that should be a deal breaker for a lot of people. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, a guy, you know, a, a guy can kind of muscle through it. If she's consistent with mm-hmm. what he likes, he'll muscle through it. He'll muscle through it for a while. Mm-hmm. A woman, it seems like, you know, no, no, women will probably muscle through it more. I take that back. Thank you. Women will muscle through it more Thank because. You. Thank you for thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, I had to think about that. <laughs> I had to correct myself. I stand corrected. So if anybody hear that, don't try to come for me and say that you I. Know, women endure a lot, Ryan. All right, you, you guys do. <laughs> That's, right, a whole you do. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> well, look, I hope you guys enjoyed this match my freakiness where we dove in and yes, talked sure about and shook book, things guys, up. We really go into detail about, like you said, the different types of the levels, you know, to it and how to frame those conversations, you know, to have, how to have that pre sex conversation to really understand your partner's thoughts around sex you know what I mean because not everyone a lot of times we go into relationships or even in dating just assuming that this person has had similar experiences as us or you know I'm gonna do what I did to the last with the last person with this one and I'm gonna blow their mind negative because what worked for Kim may not work for Kendra uh, mm, or Kilolo and what worked for Mike may not work for Michael well that's the same person that's the same person (laughs) You sleep with the same person. I know. You want to say Mike and Mitch? Yes. Okay, Mike and Mitch. <laughs> Mike is. Forgive her, guys. I don't know what she had going on with this little fantasy know. with Mike and Michael. Michael. I know. Mm-mm. I got my fantasy at home. Okay. All right. Shout out to hubby. Mm-hmm. Well, listen. Thank you guys for tuning in to another show. Uh, stick around. We're going to lead or leave off tonight with Pillow Talk with Lex. All right? Absolutely. All right, guys. We are back with Pillow Talk, and we're about to wind things on down, so here is some reflection for you. Feelings of discomfort in a relationship are a big deal. Don't downplay it. Don't make excuses for your significant other. Don't allow it to fester. Be brave and approach the real issues head on in a non-aggressive manner. You know, a good partner will remain mindful of your feelings always and will choose to demonstrate that they are doing their best to remain mindful no matter the situation. That was great. I mean, I I couldn't agree with you more. And that was that's how that's how you close the show. Yeah, that's how, that's you, how you close the damn close, show. Just close it up. Like you close it up, guys. If you like this podcast, give us a good old five stars. Yeah. If you didn't like it, give us a one star. We just want to know we some some know. feedback. We you know, know what I mean? But we do love the five stars. I mean, <laughs> you can give us five stars every time. But um, we're on iTunes. Yes, uh, we're on. Google Play, mm-hmm. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Um, make sure you follow us on all the platforms. We're great to give you guys an in-depth, transparent look at you know everything that we've been doing when it comes to this book and this sure. podcast. 
Um, we even have some uh, stories that we're going to share. So make sure you follow us on um, all our platforms. That's right. You can follow me. My handle is Ask Lex Harris. That's on IG. That's on Facebook. That's by website. And I'm Ryan Whitfield on Twitter. Ryan Whitfield on Instagram. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook at Intimacy Uncovered. That's right. So thank you guys. And once again, until next time, let's stay, stay connected. connected. Bye. You've been listening to the Intimacy Uncovered podcast. You can win a pre-released copy of the Intimacy Uncovered book. Go sign up now at IntimacyUncovered.com. 